So my friends, I always like when we hear in the gospel, I, you know, to picture what this scene would look like as the apostles are arguing among themselves on the way about who's going to be the greatest. Like if we actually think, what did that conversation look like? It's pretty ridiculous, right? Like, no, they're all walking with Jesus like, I'm better than you, Thomas. You know, I was a good fisherman. You were a terrible fisherman. And Matthew's like, I made more money than all of you. Admittedly, I stole it, but whatever. I'm going to be better. Just, it's ridiculous when you think what 12 grown men arguing among themselves about who's actually better than the other. Uh, It's a bit foolish. And the reality is that's what pride is in our lives, right? Pride is foolishness. So Jesus, in teaching the apostles that they need to become the littlest, whoever be the greatest is going to be the servant of all, is going to be the least. Humility, the virtue of humility, is the bedrock for the spiritual life. If we want to grow in the spiritual life without humility, it's not possible. Without the virtue of humility, we cannot, absolutely cannot, grow in holiness. And what is humility? Humility is not walking around talking about how bad I am, right? I am terrible. I'm just the worst. That's not humility. In fact, that could be a type of pride trying to draw people's attention to ourselves. Humility is to know who I am and particularly to know who I am in relation to others. Most importantly, God. Okay? And guess what? I'm not God. Right? That is probably the most true statement. Humility is acknowledgement of the truth. As much as I may think that as pastor I'm a type of God, I'm not God. And humility opens our eyes to that. To have true humility is to acknowledge I am not God. I cannot make my hair grow anymore. I can't make any of it that's not growing come back. When I was growing my beard last week, some of it was kind of coming in a little bit gray. I couldn't turn it brown again. I'm not God. I can't even control those things. Those relate to myself. Um, I can't make the sunrise or the sunset. Can't change the temperature. I'm not God. Humility. Great. Now that we've established that I'm not God, I can have a relationship with the one who is God. Now that we've established that right relationship, now we can get the ball rolling on a spiritual life. Now we can start the process. If I'm not God, then I have to be open to God. And I have to be receptive to God. I have to allow God to love me, right? So much of our spiritual life is not about what good things we could do, building ourselves up. Rather, let God love me. That's it. That's the key to the spiritual life. We need to allow the grace of God to wash over us. We need to be open to all of the virtue and the grace that God wants to pour into our hearts. We need to be docile to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit guides us along the path of discipleship. We need to be open to God. It's interesting because Jesus here uses the example of children. Putting a child in their midst. Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me. I think sometimes there's a certain solemnity to everything that we do in the church and that's good. But have you ever noticed how people are around children? Particularly babies and toddlers. Like the the way that they talk 
Just how joyful they get. Come on, come on. Like, we don't talk to each other like that. All of those barriers of pride that we build up around ourselves disappear when you're dealing with an infant or a toddler. Then we let go of all of those defenses and we can be joyful. We can be happy. We can be helpful. Okay? That is what we need to shed. All of our defenses that we built up. All of our self-importance. All of that pride that we have. No, receive the kingdom of God like a child. And also receive it. We need to receive like a child. Okay? Children, children need to receive all that they're going to have. Uh, some very good friends of mine had a baby, uh, what is it now, 11 months ago, almost. Uh, so the kid's almost coming up on one year old. And he loves to run, but he can't do it on his own. He doesn't have the balance yet. So... Somebody from the family has to hold on, has to put the two fingers out and let the kid hold on to the fingers and run around the house. And when you start, you could be doing it for like a half hour. Um, But the reality is, if little Connor decided, no, I want to do it on my own, get your fingers out of the way, I'm fine, he would topple over like that. How much is that with God, right? God, get your fingers out of the way. I don't want your help. I'm going to do it all by myself. No, if I try to do it without God, without holding on tightly to Almighty God, well, then I'm going to fall. I'm going to lose my balance. I'm going to fall over. But rather, as a child, we have to allow our Heavenly Father to help us, to guide us along the way, to support us, to be there with us. We have to be docile to that. We have to be open to that love of Almighty God. Here's a final point. God gives us so many good things. But we hear sometimes, and again, this happens all the time with children, they have no self-preservation instinct. So it's like, you know what I want to have for dinner? I want to have 12 cans of Coca-Cola. Bad idea, right? And any good parent is going to say, no, you can't do that. At times, St. James says, you ask but do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. If at times it seems like God isn't helping us, God isn't answering my prayer, well, maybe I'm asking for the wrong thing. Maybe I'm asking for the 12-pack of Coca-Cola for dinner. Maybe I want something that's not good for me. And what good father would give me something that would harm me? Okay, maybe personally I've been praying to get a Model 3 Tesla, which I really want. And that prayer hasn't been answered. Why? Because God knew if I had it, it would be a total disaster. St. Thomas Aquinas says that's one of the reasons why God doesn't answer our prayers. Because he knows it's not good for us. What we're asking for isn't going to help us. And so while we at times as adults, as spiritual children, we don't have the self-preservation instinct. We're praying for things that aren't going to be good for us. And so when it seems like God doesn't answer our prayers, it's not because he's not loving us, but rather he knows what's actually good for us. He knows that what we're asking for may not actually help us on the way to heaven. He knows how to love us. My friends, we need, we need the humility, the humility of children to grow in the spiritual life. By God's grace this week, May we be more open to what he wants to pour out upon us. 
May we be more open to receive all of the good gifts of Almighty God. May we pray to him with confidence and trust and love, knowing that our Heavenly Father knows what's good for us and gently and lovingly leads us along the way of salvation. 